Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's good. We're talking AFC South uh, as we continue our division breakdowns. Look at these from a dynasty fantasy football standpoint. Um, gives us a chance to talk about every single player in the league for the most part, which is pretty mm-hmm. exciting. Uh, as the season inches closer, this weekend we'll have all NFL playing their preseason games, which we'll get, you know, we'll actually get to see a lot of starters this week. Right. Uh, we'll start seeing some more signings as uh, these games start to trickle through as. Um, by the time the show comes out, Cream Hunt could already be an Indianapolis Colt, which we're going to talk about that team it's as crazy. well today. Um, you know, it was that rumored, escalated quickly. Right? Yeah, yeah, he went to go to the, the, the Saints. To <laughs> it sounded there. like it was a done deal in yeah. the, with New Orleans. Like Rossini, like well, we'll said get, they were going to sign there. We'll get into New Orleans and their money. That's later. true. Later, that's true. <laughs> doesn't doesn't surprise me that he didn't. His agents there. like don't just go to Indianapolis. Just go. They he didn't even work out. They, they have more money. He just went there. He didn't work out, which is not so. Um, it's going to be fun to talk about them. On the Nerd Herd Show, we're going to talk about the NFC South. Uh, next week, we're going to go to the West, then the North. Garrett won't be here next week to talk about the West, uh, but Matt and I will be. And we're doing the West, and then we're going to do our annual redraft show. We give our top 12 each position, our favorite sleepers. We will be doing that at Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Yeah. Uh, doing a live show for the troops there. It's going to be a good time. Uh, and then our bold prediction show. Always my favorite. <laughs> Always my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> just pencil me in for three or four really so crappy front of eyes. <laughs> really crappy Smell predictions like and, <laughs> and then we're watching NFL football for real yeah. and enjoy every second because we all know it in a blink of an eye quick. it is gone I'm in a I'm in those weird uh, phase where like a lot of my teams in my 20 leagues like I've been consistently a contender like going at a lot of these mm-hmm. leagues as a contender trading away draft picks trading away draft picks and like I'm at the like End of that cycle, and like all these, like my team's the last are, dance. It's it, the last it's, dance squad for right a now. lot of the teams. It's the last dance. You know, a lot of you know, a lot of teams have a lot of Tyreek Kill, a lot of DeAndre Hopkins, um, yep. Devontae Adams, you know, Stephon Diggs, you know, things on those. A lot. Of, I have a lot of Devontae Adams shares. So for me, um, this is one of the. I, I said this is kind of a last dance for me in a lot of my leagues. I'm getting ready to enter that reload phase or rebuild yeah. phase, which I don't have a lot of. I don't, uh, um, I've been a contender for almost 20 years. <laughs> Listen, I, I mean, I know you're saying, Hey, this is going to be the last hurrah for a lot of these teams, but next year's a pretty good draft, man. I don't know. It might be one of those times where things start look going the, south. Yeah, look how things look at week six, yep. week seven. But you know what? You keep the draft after that. that will be a good draft. And the draft after that will be a good draft. Not and then all the draft after that. You equal. say that, but be, there's always How many drafts more. have Marvin Harrison Jr.? None. None. Only one, 24. That's right. Um, but you <laughs> never know. I mean, you know, Justin That's Jefferson, right. we weren't sitting here the year before talking about Justin Jefferson. Um, we were talking about Jamar Chase, but we were talking about Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Um, we've been talking about Bijan for years, but you just never know. So um, we didn't know Joe Burrow was coming. And who knows? I, I still have more draft picks to trade, so you never know. <laughs> so you might go the other way. <laughs> yeah, I told him um, in our nerds calculatorly that that we're doing a disrespect draft right now. And you know, I I, I said I was I, put there, I was like I think out of all twenty leagues, I got like a total of three twenty four draft picks. I have yours. I have yours in that league. Yeah, and they're like, oh, let's not go for you. 
I was like, I don't care. I was like, I'm going to get so many ships this year. Uh, you can call me Admiral Rich. <laughs> Admiral Rich. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I would like to have like a year where I win like over five dynasty All championships. Yeah, I've won four in a, in one year before because it's just hard with like lots is. of second places. But I'd like to get over like this year. I feel like pretty good about some of these teams. But I was doing my annual uh process of going through my teams and we look at it and there's one team i saw i was like man this team's got like a good core but there's like no depth there like yeah i feel like i should blow this up now that's the one get out ahead of it that's yeah. the one about week six rich you should just think about blowing that one up man yep no yeah. not our league that's what you're thinking of uh, no because that no. league's a one win that came in second place i don't know so. how you can uh, think that you're going to win with my team coming but <laughs> that's fine i mean that's that's it do it. I got good people. So let's get let's let's talk AFC we'll, South. We'll 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 see come come we'll, weeks. We'll talk AFC South. Like I <laughs> said, so we're gonna talk NFC North on the Nerd Herd Show. If you want to join the Nerd Herd uh, and get access to the Nerd Extra podcast that we yep. do, and you want to get access to all the tools that we'll actually be showcasing. I, we haven't mentioned this yet. The Fantasy Football Expo, heck yes, is this weekend in Canton, Ohio. The Expo um, is this Sunday. If you head down there and check it out, there's gonna be Every analyst you could possibly think of, you know, from ESPN, NBC to all your favorite dynasty shows. My good friends, Izzy and uh, Hurley are coming from DTC. They're coming a day early. going to stay with me. They're going to make the drive up to Cannes. We'll be down there all weekend and and do it. So come down and say hello. Uh, I love meeting listeners of the show at the expo every single year. There'll be some parties going around on Saturday, too. So if you've got to drive in and stay for the week night, there's going to be tons of analysts out partying on Saturday, but it's at the NFL uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, this Sunday. So check it out, FF Expo. This is our fourth year, their year, and it's always a fantastic time. It's so much to learn. getting bigger, and, and it's amazing. It gets bigger every yep. single year. Big dogs there. And we're going to be showcasing our tools. We, we are sponsoring the main stage, actually, and we'll be sh- showcasing all of our tools. If you want access to our tools, if you want access to the, the bonus podcast, all you got to do is join NerdHerd. And there's never been an easier time in the existence of Dice Center to get that. All you have to do is go to Underdog, download the app, the Underdog Fantasy app, and deposit a minimum of $10 and use the promo code NERDS. Not only will they double your deposit up to $100, but we will also give you a free year of the Nerd Herd. Um, if you're already a Nerd Herd member and you still want to support our sponsors, we're going to send you a free shirt. Send, send a whole bunch out yesterday. Uh, the most comfortable shirts in the world. And if you're like, hey, Rich, I've been hearing you talk about Underdog for months now. Like, what is the deal with it? It's just best ball fantasy football. And if you don't know what that is, you literally just draft a team. Somebody wrote on our comments. I say literally too much. And I, I do. Um, literally. And um, <laughs> you go on there and you draft a football team and that's it. We enjoy the draft and it sets your best lineup for you every single week against three people, one person, 10 people or thousands of people by joining like best ball mania, best ball the puppy mania. leagues Ooh. and have your opportunity to win up to $3 million for first place. $3 million. We were all just literally talking about our teams before, we before we started this show. Exactly <laughs> what we, were we were showing our, talking about our underdog yeah. teams and showed us uh, our, some of our favorite ones that we think could possibly win there. Um, good luck to us. So if you want to join us, a best ball tournament, that's all you got to do. Go down there, Very use the promo code nerds, deposit at least $10. You're going to access to everything that we have. And you're going to play an awesome game. Underdog, you've seen them everywhere, and it's for a reason. Everybody loves to do it. Our favorite thing to do is draft, and that's what Underdog gets you to do. Yep. And the best part, it has more than NFL. I've never done anything. I've never done any baseball or NBA. Never, right. but they do have NFL, MLB, baseball, some other sports. But It's a great way to crack into there. new fantasy avenues. You yeah. know sure. what I mean? Yeah. So check them out, Underdog. 
use the promo code NERDS. So let's start with the AFC South, shall we? Let's do it. So let's kick it off with the Houston Texans. At quarterback, they have C.J. Stroud, Davis Mills, and Case Keenum. At running back, you have Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary, Mike Boone, Dare Ogunbowale. At wide receiver, Nico Collins, Robert Woods, John Mechie, Xavier Hutchinson, Tank Dell, Noah Brown. At tight end, Dalton Schultz, Brevin Jordan, Tegan Quitoriano, and Eric Tomlinson. Nailed it. Yeah, so what do you guys feel about the Texans this year? A lot of uh, lot of fancy football excitement there, right? Uh, so yeah, so this is one of those dud, dud, dud sort of teams that it's gonna it's gonna be a couple of years till we know exactly what we have, and it, it all centers around the quarterback, right? I mean, they're bringing in C.J. Stroud. They got a lot of young pieces on the outside as well. I think Nico Collins is kind of getting some run here um, mm-hmm. in camp, saying he's he's pretty much the clear cut guy, which you know at this point. He should be. I mean, he's been there the longest. I mean, I mean, Robert Woods is is an, a veteran who can step right in and, and be a number two. But he's he doesn't have the juice to be anything more than that. You know, he's right. he's his days of of taking over an offense and being kind of a, a number one for any team. Those are probably three or four years in the past. Um, so we'll we'll find out this year whether John Mechie is recovered and ready for the NFL. I mean, that's I think the exciting part of that is, is seeing him seeing CJ Stroud, a rookie like tank Dell. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and how does Dalton Schultz fit in? Right. I mean, is he going to be a safety blanket for the quarterback? That's how I see it. Dalton Schultz is, is one of my favorite, maybe, maybe my favorite piece for this season, uh, on, on the Houston Texans team. He's always been a guy that's taken opportunity. Now he's going to be going from, you know, the Dallas offense that utilized him a lot to basically what the San Francisco offense was that utilized George Kittle and made him a top tight end. Now, he doesn't have some of the amazing physical traits uh, that George Kittle had, but the opportunity is going to be there. So whether it's on design plays or like you mentioned, safety blanket, check down type of stuff, I think he's one of the few players that if you act, asked if there was a player that could crack into the top 12 at their position, obviously tight ends typically the easiest one to do that. But I think he's one of those guys that could do that. Yeah, it's a young team. So from a dynasty aspect, there's a lot of like upside here. You know, Dalton Schultz is what twenty six years old, so he's not he's not that old. Right. Um, the mm-hmm. old the old man rivers on this is going to be Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, who who's a very savvy route runner, really good hands. He should be a nice safety net for the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud, but also some of these receivers coming up. You know, like you mentioned, John Mechie. This is essentially his rookie year. Tank Dell, Xavier Hutchinson. These are their, their rookie years, and then Nico Collins is going to have his first opportunity to really crack that starting lineup and be a week in week out starter and honestly could be their number one option in the passing game. It's probably going to, going to run the ball a ton. I'm sure as well here with um, CJ Stroud being a rookie and Damian Pierce is somebody who we sat here on this podcast and from a dynasty aspect said, this should be a sell, right? Like mm-hmm. coming in there, um, running backs have a short shelf life. The odds of Damian Pierce being a long-term asset are slim. I still feel that way mm-hmm. um, about Damian Pierce. Nothing's changed. I mean, he did it. He had a, he had a solid, Rookie year, you know, he, he got 250 touches, had 1,104 year, yards and five touchdowns, and he only played in those 13 games. So he was on pace for, you know, go over 1,200 yards last year. Real bad offensive line there in Houston last yeah. year, real bad. Mm-hmm. They did draft a center in the second round, so hopefully that could kind of beef him up just a little bit there. And they got Laramie Tunsil on, out on the left side, right? I mean, yeah, so that's good, like they have a good pre, tackle. Their, their premier tackle. And they bring in Devin Singletary as well. And Devin Singletary is just not somebody you just shoot to the side and say he he doesn't come in there and make an effect. I mean, this is somebody who ran for over 1,000 yards in Buffalo pretty much every single year he was there. He is viable in the passing game. We know uh, Damian Pierce wasn't 
overly active in the passing game. Right. Uh, so w- as a whole for the offense, and the way I look at it is, I'm just looking for value here. Because outside of a super flex, obviously C.J. Stroud is my hold. The only hold I see on here for me is C.J. Stroud. Um, I do like Nico Collins, but he's not a sell from any standpoint because if he shows anything, you're going to keep him. Right. But I'm really monitoring this running back situation, and I'm just trying to offload any one of these running backs at any point that they hold value. We'll start seeing, you know, we don't know how the running back market's going to pan out. Like, all these guys get hurt all the time. We have some hold-ins right now um, in Indianapolis and Baltimore. We don't know how this running back situation is going to pan out at all. Right. Del- Delvin Cook hasn't signed yet. Right. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has a sign there's yet. There's some dominoes that need to kind of yeah. fall here. Not officially Kareem Hunt. We'll see. Right. But it's, it's all it's, signs are pointing him to going there. Yep. The Browns are already thin at running back now with Jerome Ford hurting his hamstring. Now questionable for week one. Is that a place that makes sense for Ezekiel Elliott? Where this goes. So we always know there is a hole, this vacuum for running backs in need in fantasy football and in dynasty fantasy football as a whole. So it will put you – It's. Pierce was somebody who's probably real hard to sell this offseason, right? Because what we're saying, I'm sure a lot of dynasty players had the same exact feeling. Right. But, you know, when it's when push comes to shove in season and you need that running back and you're a contender, it's you're going to be in position when they're running this football and they're running it a lot. And Damian Pierce is still out there and he's averaging 19 touches per game and and, and on pace for over a thousand yards, there's not going to be a first round window in there for him. And, and to your point with, with the fact that there's always a vacuum and a need for these running backs, there's not going to be more running backs through the season. There's right. there's just going to be less, you know what I mean? Less and less and less. So the value of these guys, the healthy guys will go up. Um, I just, I did want to fact, fact check you on, on the Devin Singletary stuff. He had a thousand yards total um, all purpose combined rushing, and, rushing receiving. and receiving. So I just wanted to make sure that note was out there yeah. before somebody. I about, yeah. No. All, thousand all purpose shares, yep. not just rushing yards. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the biggest, the biggest hole for, for this entire team will be just touchdowns, right? It hurt Damian Pierce last year. Let's face the facts. It's going to hurt them all again this year as well. Well, and, and I think they're going to, I think you're right. They are going to run the ball a lot, but they're, they're probably going to be losing quite a bit. So towards the end of the game, we are going to get to see some garbage time, uh, you know, stuff and, and maybe some of those big play receivers, maybe Nico Collins, Tank Dell, even, you know, maybe we start to see some uh, some, so, some garbage time production kind of exactly. come come through and, and maybe some touchdowns here and there. But you would think that would be more pass heavy as far as receiving touchdowns instead of the rushing touchdowns. To your point, it is going to be tough to, I think, depend on um, any either one of these running backs to, to score a ton of touchdowns right. this year. Are either of you interested at all in trading for Nico Collins, John Mechie, or Tank Dell at all? I think John Mechie on the unknown. Uh, Nico Collins, I've, I've seen enough, and I, I, there's good reports coming out. I, I've never been like a huge uh, Nico Collins like guy. I, I liked him. I just don't I don't love him. I, I, I think you can get a Nico Collins, you know what I mean? So I'm not I'm, anxious to go out and get one. I'm always a little bit leery of drafting players that are holdovers from old regimes. Um, just because even if the talent's there, sometimes it works out beautifully and, and they all mesh and, you know, yeah. but a lot of times these, these new, you know, GMs, new, new head coaches, new offensive coordinators, like they want their guys. And so that always worries me a little bit is like, are they going to get as much of a shot as if it was somebody that they drafted or somebody they signed? So that's always something that worries me, you know, about Pierce, about Nico, about, you know, even Mechie, like they, maybe they become their guys, 
but we don't know. It's almost like an uphill battle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they don't have a reason to, they don't have any ties to them. Correct. Per se, or any reason to give them the benefit of the doubt. Right. Which is really what it, what it boils down to. They may, maybe the Texans find themselves in position to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, there would be, be a great spot if, if they didn't trade their first round pick next year. Oh, they did trade their first they round pick. traded it. The Arizona Cardinals. I forgot about yep. that. Yep. For because some reason, I was, I was thinking, thinking that too. Marvin Harrison, CJ Stroud connection. I was literally thinking the other way around about the Cardinal. And you're right, 100% about that. And yeah. They're which not which is go. a bummer. Like, and I get it. Will Anderson's going to like anchor their defense. But yeah. man, I, I don't like giving away first round picks, especially your own when you're a bad team. Like... It'd be interesting we'll see, to see. Hopefully it works out. And it, will be, it will be interesting to see how. I know a lot of people are saying that the Cardinals then will have back-to-back first picks, one, two overall, and they'll take, you know, Caleb Williams and Marv Harrison oh Jr., um, which would be <laughs> insane. And I love I mean, how it all like works dro- out. That's like drool-inducing yes. stuff right there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, even the further cement Caleb Williams as a first-round startup gosh. pedigree. So the Houston Texans, not a lot to be excited about there as a whole in Dynasty for me, I'm looking at this whole team as outside of CJ Stroud in Superflex, um, just window opportunities to sell, right? Um, if Nico Collins comes in there and flashes a little bit and there's some value there to get returned, I'm selling. If Robert Woods comes in and he shows he can be a solid low-end wide receiver too for this team, because you mentioned it, they're trailing consistently. Right. I love the chase of second-round pick for him in 2024. Um, even John Mechie, I know for me, I was the lowest on John Mechie's tape. Um, I, his, his draft profile came out. A lot of analysts said like he was really good with the ball in his hands. And I literally felt the complete opposite. I did not think it was great. The ball in his I hands. think we were on the same boat. I wasn't a Mechie guy. I know I was ironing him. Well, and we'll see. We've literally seen nothing. So he Absolutely. could be great. Yep. I thought it was just fast, but I didn't think he was very electric yep. with the ball in his hands. And, you know, an, an upside player that you're looking for really is going to be Xavier Hutchinson. He's going to be the big receiver on that Six team. Four, yeah. um, they come out there and actually make some plays. He's the sleeper guy that I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. I gave him a higher score than his draft pedigree uh-huh. would, would dictate on was the he third a f- score. Fourth round? I believe he was a fifth. fifth? Yeah, he was a little bit later. I believe he was a fifth, and he I have was a lot a guy, of shares. And he was a guy that I thought was more deserving of, you know, early fourth, maybe even late third. So yeah. uh, he was definitely one of those ones where I was disappointed to see what the draft stock was. But I'm definitely keeping an eye on, it, especially on a team where there's nothing established really right now with this new regime. It's wide open. I think the only thing that's locked in is Robert Woods and yep. Dolan Schultz. Yep. Um, so let's go just jump on to the Indianapolis Colts here at quarterback Anthony Richardson, Gardner Minshew, Sam Ellinger, at running back Jonathan Taylor, For Evan now. Hall, Zach Moss. All reports today. It looks like Kareem Hunt's going to sign there tomorrow. Um, he literally went to New Orleans. Signs were that he was going to sign there. He got a phone call, said the Colts are going to offer you more money come to the Colts. He needed, so he went there to go work out, and he didn't even work out. So he went there. It's just marked he as He didn't even a, work out because I thought he, they said he looked good. No, he was marked as a visit, and Anthony Barr was marked as a workout. So he didn't even work out. Interesting. So he got the phone call. So literally, the Colts got wind that he was going to sign with the Saints. They got word to his agent, hey, don't, like, we will offer you this X amount of dollars. And it had to be pretty significant because he didn't even work out for the Saints. Um, wow. And receiver Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Isaiah McKenzie, Josh Downs, Ashton Doolin, Rashad Perriman, at tight end Jelani Woods, Mo Ellie Cox, <clears throat> and Kylan Granson, excuse me. Outside of the Texans, this is a very um, exciting upside dynasty fantasy football team. There's there is multiple pieces here that I would like to have on my dynasty rosters. You know, Anthony Richardson, we we've kind of beat that horse mm-hmm. repeatedly. 
here about the upside that he offers from a fantasy football standpoint. Uh, has had an up and down camp, but some really good moments there of him throwing the football, which is exactly what we saw on tape. The running back situation. So let's talk about Jonathan Taylor here for yep. a minute. Like, let's dive in here. What are your guys' thoughts on Jonathan Taylor and how this plans out? Because to me, it looks grim. Because I think the owner is stubborn enough and moody enough to just say, "Sorry, JT." He he's an owner that he's a wild card, right? I mean, we don't we don't know what he's he's willing to do. So I don't think anything's out of the realm of possibilities. It's not like, um you know, you look at his contract, he's in the last year of his deal. He counts $5 million against the cap with only $800,000 worth of dead money. Right. So they can move on from this guy and gain financially, you know what I mean? In a trade or anything, anything like that. So there's nothing, there's no reason for them to not pull the trigger. If it's something that he wants to do, there's no, there's nothing stopping, you know, from right. a financial standpoint anyway. So it's, it seems to be getting ugly, right? I mean, yeah. they, I mean, they're going back and forth and, Media, social media, all that kind of stuff. JT's going home and he's training on his own now to, you know, rehab, rehab, re, rehab his ankle, quote yeah. unquote. Um, so yeah, this is this is a weird one. I mean, it it kind of popped up out of nowhere, and it's not like I mean, this is the last year of his deal. He, this is when he's he's got the highest base salary that he's had. He went from having six hundred thousand to nine hundred thousand to one point three million. This year, it's four point three million base salary. So this is like the year where dude's getting getting paid other, other, money. yeah other than you know other than the upfront stuff that he got in, in year one for a signing bonus this is like the the next big kind of swing that he's getting here in, in this first contract which to me just it it seems odd i know he wants to get paid and that's you know and get paid if you don't play exactly you can't the circumstances aren't aren't working out for you man you got injured at the end of last year get your butt into camp prove that you're you know that you're you're right and then they'll pay you that's unfortunately the situation that they're all running backs and, kind of find themselves in at some all, point all reports as much as i love jonathan taylor i've been a big fan of his for a long time all reports are that nobody's looking to trade for him not because they don't think he's a talented player i think most people admit he's one of the more talented running backs in the nfl but from a cost standpoint right. and the one-year rental standpoint and like why why would they at this point why would they give up anything significant right. to pay to, to, to pay a running back five million dollars and then if he performs have to then either franchise him right and which is i think around 10 million 10. yeah 10 11 million bucks probably by next year or, or sign him to a long-term deal for around 12 13 you know that's probably what he's looking so for it's it's a, it's a really really tough spot that he's found himself in Dobbins has found himself in Josh Jacobs to a slightly different extent with the franchise thing. But right. like, we're just in a really weird spot for running backs right now. And it, it's changing the way that we are playing dynasty because of it, because these are guys that we are counting on Count, guys that were counted on last year are holding out. And there's a lot of uncertainty and we've yes. already, we've talked about it. There's already a vacuum. We already need these guys more than we have them. Mm -hmm. And to have a couple of, of high profile guys it, kind of sitting out and cream cunt goes to this offense. He fits that offense really well. His skill set. <laughs> did you say it again? No, I did. Yes, he cream did. Hunt goes to this offense. And he has a really good uh, yes, skill set of pass catching ability. Jonathan Taylor's holding out. This is my favorite. I hope Kareem Hunt never retires. Just so I can hear Rich. Coming off, you know, Jonathan Taylor's coming off his worst uh, year ever with 1,004 yards. And we can laugh about it all day long. I don't know what you guys are even talking about. Right. And you know, Just rewind that, everyone. <laughs> it's unfortunate it. for these running backs, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I understand where the running backs are coming from 100%, but... 
this is how the CBA was negotiated. This is what the player union agreed upon. And the GMs are going to try and put together Super Bowl teams the best way they can. And just like Dynasty players, oh, we yeah. realize, hey, draft them as rookies, sell them under second contract. That's how you do it. That's how you win in Dynasty, right? Yep. Like you you sell these guys at their peak. That's and how you work the cap, too. I mean, you have to. It's, and it's unfortunate. Next CBA, yeah. they got to work it out. But this is what it is. And we learned everything from Le'Veon Bell as well. Like you holding out doesn't do anything to benefit you because – all that does is hurt your money because most people are going to pay the following year because right. you got to you got to put the production out there to even get paid. Um, odds are, even if you can put the production out there, you're still not going to get paid. You would probably almost be hope to get franchised so you can get eleven million dollars per year, which that will go up every single year as well um, as the salary cap in- increases here. Jonathan Taylor, bad offensive line last year, bad offense. Most likely going to see stack boxes again this year. Coming off a year, we only had a thousand four yards. They're going to bring in Cream Hunt. Uh, that's well, when you say good. he only had 1,004 yards, he was dealing with 11 games too. Oh, yeah, I get yeah. it. And he only played 11 yards, but I mean, 11 games, but still, that's still the facts. It doesn't, sure. I, I understand. I just want that. to make it sound like he was garbage last Like, he oh, was still no. good. Stud. It was just injury. So, 100% stud. But, like, right. he, all he's doing really is, for the most part, and again, this he didn't show up to camp two weeks from now for the second, third preseason game. And this is all hunky dory. Sure. But we just don't know. Um, and I would predict, I would guess him. Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, nobody's holding out for the year. J- Josh Jacobs is not passing up like Le'Veon Bell did $11 million. You know, Jonathan Taylor's not going to pass up $4 million. They just don't have a real leg to stand on. That's the hard part. They're kind of flexing the only muscles they can right now. I mean, obviously, you know, Jonathan Taylor, I'm injured. I'm going to go train on my own and get my ankle right. I mean, like, that's it. That's the only leverage he has. He right. doesn't have any real leverage. And and when push comes to shove, I mean, if they want to pass him on a physical, take him off the pup, if he doesn't show up, the fines are, are stacking up, and they're not cheap. You know what I mean? That, that, so it's um, – I think the team could probably, if they wanted to, to make it ugly, they could probably do that kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. It's 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 a hard situation um, for them to navigate, and unfortunately it falls on everyone here to kind of figure out how the heck we're going to deal with it. He, I mean, or, or to try to predict the best we can what's going to happen. He's got a first-year head coach in St. Sykin that likes to run the football. He likes yep. to have his quarterback run the football. He likes to run the football. This is a good offense for him as well. So it'd be smart for him to get in there. What do you guys think about the receiving? The receivers well, real, real quick, before we get to the receivers, are you are you willing to buy any sort of dip on Jonathan Taylor or Dobbins and Jacobs for that matter too? Are you willing to buy any sort of dip on these guys? Or is this scaring you enough that you, you don't want to do it? I don't think there is a dip. If if there was a dip, if somebody was scared off, I'd be willing to take because I don't think yeah. they I don't think they have much of a choice. They're gonna have to right. report at some point. But what we could end up seeing is they report, but they report late enough that they miss a game or two, and that you know, and then how healthy are they? Do they pull a hammy because they're not as in, in, in shape? And you know, like there's all of these like potential lingering things that could happen with it. But what, I mean, for what are you giving up for a running back that's about to enter a second contract? One first. I mean, whoever. I mean, what are you selling Jonathan Taylor for? You want two first for Jonathan. You want two, but if 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 you're a championship type of, of contender, and you can get him for cheaper, because somebody's worried that the wheels are about to fall off this guy, that's the kind of opportunity. Right. And uh, what I think you're probably talking exactly. about. Exactly. Can I? Could I? Maybe. Maybe I do give two first, but I get Jonathan Taylor in a second back. All right. I might be willing to do that. Right. You know, that kind of deal. Cause especially I'm expecting my pick to be late, you know, so. And without this nonsense, it would, there's no way that would happen. No, no, no. So that's, that's all I'm saying here is like, if someone's a little bit panicked or you give them a running back that 
maybe he doesn't have the longevity, but you're excited. Like jo- Joe Mixon. Can you give Joe Mixon in a little bit more just so they feel good? Would you safe? give Joe Mixon in a first? Probably a little bit too much for me. That might be a little rich for me, but it, it's it's close. It, I, I have a hard time in, but like how is that, how is that time investing in? How is that really helping a championship? You're talking about just on a regular team, maybe not a championship contender. Because how is that really helping you from it's a not. championship? Yeah, it, it's it might oh not oh be. to get yeah 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 on that one it, it wouldn't but a, a player that they feel good about yeah. yeah maybe that wasn't the best example but but you understand what it's I'm gonna saying. be draft capital or giving up like a receiver because you're like okay I finally get it. I've been depth. trying to get a young running back I'm trying to give up depth at receiver here sure um, but I just I it's like the opposite thing I really want to do is buy these running backs or going to second sure you know contracts definitely there's so much unknown to them you know like. Saquon, something I felt pretty confident was going to get re-signed in New York. He ended up not getting re-signed. I still do have confidence. I think, I think them giving that $11 million, giving that little bit of bonus, I think it does open the uh, negotiations. negotiations for next year because they could franchise him again, which I would if I was them. And then, just, then you sign him to a long-term deal. Yeah, that's so see him removed there. So went for that. It, no, it's odd. Yeah. It doesn't like, make any sense. That he it seems like that. he really shot himself in the foot there. <laughs> so, so these receivers, Michael yeah. Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, the one that I'm really, really ex- like most excited about is Alec Pierce. Um, I think he fits Anthony Richardson pretty well with that big, strong arm. Alec Pierce is a really good go receiver, sure. big, he can fast. Get he can get downfield really well. I think that that really bodes well for Richardson in offense. I think will be, like I said, a roller coaster, a rough offensive line, but Richardson on a move, he has the arm for it. But Michael Pittman, you know, Jr. is somebody that we have touted as a great up-and-coming wide receiver, Mm -hmm. one, in Dynasty Fans Football. He has failed to get to that point so far in his career. Even last year, coming out, you know, and the offense wasn't really great coming in as wide receiver 23, was wide receiver 21 before that. So It, it feels a little bit like the... As much as it pains me, because I like both of these guys, reminds me a little bit of like the Terry McLaurin career arc, where it's yep. like really good player, probably more talented than the results would show, but just has never been given any help. Yeah, and he—I mean, he's a big guy, and and maybe he—I don't want to say he's a, a half a step slow, but maybe he's a half a step slow. He's a big possession type of guy. Sure, that's where sure. he almost falls. He's Mike in, Evans, which which is. Been a fantasy dart, but yeah. Mike Evans has been a wide receiver one consistently. And and Mike Mike Evans, I think, is a slightly more dominant my ball type of guy. You know what I mean? Just slightly, yeah. but that slightly is is what the helped, difference sometimes. And, and what helped him was he had a quarterback that in Jameson Winston or Jameis Winston that would just sling it. Sure. Like I don't care if you're covered yeah. or not, I'm just slinging it to right. you. Um, which is which is great for receivers and the goat. You know, so right. he he got a lot more help than than. Poor, poor Michael Pippen. Absolutely. We, we have to see how much you're going to throw the football. I mean, the Colts haven't been bashful or throwing the football. You know, 600 times, 520. The, the, the Eagles threw it for right around 530-something last year as well. Mm-hmm. And the question will be, we have a guy who was wide receiver two, wide receiver two, low end there. And now we're bringing a rookie quarterback that will probably, again, have some ups and downs here. Will Richardson be able to propel Michael Pittman Jr. into a higher fantasy football stratosphere? Or will Michael Pittman finish almost where he has the last two years between wide receiver 21 and 23 or potentially lower? Because if I had to guess, and 
I would think it would be closer to that wide receiver three mold this year, which kind of decreases. So when you're looking at Michael Pittman, I won't say anything this year about him being a wide receiver three, whether it be high end or low end wide receiver two because of Anthony Richardson. You mentioned, would you buy a dip on Jonathan Taylor? Is this a window to buy Michael Pittman for like potentially? I don't think it would get done for first round pick. Is there this is a window where you go out and to attempt, maybe not now, like this week, but mid-season, where Pittman might start off struggling, hopefully doesn't. Are you buying Michael Pittman Jr. in Dynasty Fans football? This is this is a tough one for me. So I have him, you know, and, and um I was silly and I went and started setting my lineup for week one because, you know, football happened. Sure. So, huh. I, I, you know, I went in there and I started setting them. And uh, we, you know, in our league, that the league that I have him in, it's a three wide receiver and then there's a, a flex, just a normal flex. Um, so I filled out my first three guys and it was, you know, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, and, and AJ Brown. It was really easy. That's, two, three. that's pretty easy. Yeah. And then my next two guys, Top five guys. my next two guys are um, Brandon Ayuk and Pittman. And I was like, uh, it's tough. Which one am I going to start here uh, as my, as my kind of flex guy. And I ended on Brandon Ayuk and it, and it has everything to do with the offense, the stability in the offense and just the upside. And, and so to answer your question, I, I think he'll rebound and get back, but I do. I personally, I don't have a great feel for like a great feeling for him this year. I do feel like he's going to be probably down in that wide receiver three range. And for for a championship quality team that I, that's going to be hard to swallow most weeks. You know what I mean? So you're going to want a guy that that's got more output, even in your, even in your flex position, you want You want something that probably has a little bit higher upside than him. I, PPR I, running back. Sorry. PPR running back gives you more production and wide receiver three. Right. And I'm with you. I, I do worry about this specific season. However, he's 25. He'll be turning 26 mid season. Um, so he's still fairly young. That's the difference mm-hmm. between him and Terry McLaurin as Terry McLaurin was like an older guy yeah. in his class. Right. He's still fairly young. So this this feels like a guy that I'm going to let it go into the season. I'm not going to try to acquire him now because there's still people believing, excited about this team. But I think we're not going to see them really unleash Anthony Richardson early on in the season. Correct. It's going to mean lower passing production, which is going to lower his value. But I think towards the end of the year and then into next year, I do think we could start to see Anthony Richardson make a jump. And if Anthony Richardson does make a jump in his passing ability, the main beneficiary of that's going to be Michael Pittman Jr. So I think he's a guy that right now I'm just kind of letting things chill. But midseason, if I'm not a contender, if I'm a middle of the road, if I'm a rebuild, he's a target for me that I'm trying to acquire. Any, any thought in your guys' head about this being his last year of his deal? I think they resign him. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm actually buying Michael Pittman Jr. here at midseason as well because I actually think the way this plays out is exactly how you said it does. I'm not as confident as the late season surge there as you are, but I'm real confident in when this offseason, when he signs a four-year, $20 million a year deal, um, that his price will significantly go up. doesn't matter. The money, the guaranteed money will make his dynasty value go up. So even if I'm not 100% in on Pittman, I still really like the player a lot. I think whatever you put into him will be a good investment because that, that will increase after yeah, the season. Yeah, because the contract will be through age 30, 31 years old, yeah. you know, and that's He's going to get $20 million a year. I mean, you're gonna, you have, a, you have yep. a quarterback on a rookie contract. You need number one receiver. Especially if you're not paying a running back. Nobody's going to be available outside of, like, T. Higgins. We don't even know if that's going to come to fruition right. even as well. So 
this would be a really good – the odds of him – I would say the odds of him getting locked up the season for about $20 million a year is at about 90%. I feel pretty so good about it, too. I think it's a good investment. I still like the long-term player, and I do actually like Anthony Richards' arm, and I think he's more accurate than people give him the credit for. And so, it's, he's with Steichen, who – I mean, he yes. literally just did this with, with Jalen Huss. You know, if there's a guy that can do it, it's him. So by Michael Pittman Jr., probably right around week – Five right around there. Trade deadline, yeah. I think there's a chance he could, you know, and if you're in complete rebuild, you're not giving up your first. But I would have no problem giving up for, if I'm middle of the road to late my first immediately for Michael Pittman Jr. midseason, and it'd probably be enough to get it done because whoever has Michael Pittman will likely be struggling unless he's their wide receiver three or wide receiver. And, and four. if you're in rebuild, you probably have somebody else's first that's later on because you know they they made a deal with you earlier in the year. So trade trade that first, trade that late first that you yeah, have from somebody else. Or your 25 first, if you're like, hey, I'm going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. I'll play around Michael Pittman. I'll be middle of the road next year. I'll give a middle 25 bam, bam, bam. first. Bam, so. bam, bam, here I am. All right, before we get move on to the Jaguars. Yeah, why don't I why don't I tell you guys a little bit about our friends over at FFPC? It is the best place if you are looking for that high stakes dynasty league. But they're not just dynasty; they also have amazing redraft leagues. The FFPC main event, home to a one million dollar grand prize and over five point nine million prize dollars in total prizes, and then the Fantasy Pros Championship, another million dollars there, six million dollars in total prizes. So lots of money to be made. You can do the dynasty stuff. You can do the draft stuff but either way you do it use the promo code nerds at myffpc.com that's promo code nerds at myffpc.com that will get you $25 off your entry if you are a new member so head on over there redraft dynasty orphan doesn't matter you're gonna have a great time and you know that league won't fold Jacksonville Jaguars at quarterback Trevor Lawrence CJ Bethard at running back Travis Etienne Tank Bigsby, Ernest Johnson, and Jamichael Hasty. Wide receiver Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Kevin Austin, Jamal Agnew, Tim Jones. At tight end, Evan Ingram, Luke Farrell, and Brenton Strange. This is a team on the rise, a team that made the NFL playoffs last year. Big time. Actually won an NFL playoff game as well. Uh, a lot of exciting pieces here. A lot of We look for a lot of people to take step forwards, or do we? Because... This is a team where Trevor Lawrence came huh? in last year and it provided everyone a career year. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram, career year in catches and in yards. Christian Kirk, career year in catches and yards. Zay Jones, career catches in yards and receptions. Trevor Lawrence, much better the second half of the year than he was the first half sure. of the year. And by all means, a dynasty darling in super Ooh. flex leagues. Absolutely. But, you know, another, you know, there's a lot to be excited about here. But there is only so many balls to go around here. Mm-hmm. Let's start the running back position here. You know, Travis Etienne coming off last year. Once they got rid of James Robinson, Etienne's touches went up pretty significantly there. He was averaging about 18 touches per game. Um, but there was reports that he what the team was some concerned about making sure he's like the three down running back here. So they bring in the Ernest Johnson. They draft Tank Bigsby. Um, Tank Bigsby has decent hands. Mm Ernest Johnson has decent hands. And Travis Etienne only caught about two balls per game last year. So 30, 35 of 45 or something like that as far as targets. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a big receiving running back there. So Ernest Johnson, we saw here in Cleveland, a very efficient running back when it comes Mm to breaking tackles, yards after contact. He's ranked pretty high when it comes to those kinds of stats. Tank Bigsy, 
a big bruising running back who actually can catch the ball pretty well um, for his size. Yep. So they note they you know the coaches come out and actually said that he's noted the fact that he can he's catching balls better than he thought. Mm-hmm. He, he showed that on tape as well. Yep. Yep. He did absolutely. So T- Etn last year two hundred fifty five touches one thousand four hundred forty one yards and five touchdowns. Do you guys view Travis Etienne as a sell high in Dynasty Fantasy Football, or do you think the best is yet to come? I'm a sell high on, on Travis Etienne type of guy. I mean, I think they brought this competition in uh, for a reason, and he's going to be a guy that is – it's going to be hard for him to get that kind of workload that he had last year to get the numbers that he had. So uh, I think there's going to be a drop-off uh, as far as his efficiency and as far as his just weekly output. So I, I would think, yeah, this this is a perfect time to sell before the proof is in the pudding and, and people see that on the field. Uh, he was actually, I think he was my sell high in the running back episodes that we did this summer. Um, talked about one of the, one of my biggest concerns was the inconsistency that he would play with. You know, he would have weeks where, you know, he'd be a top five running back. And then you would have weeks where, you know, he's putting out three points and and four points a game. And, and it was just absolutely maddening to try to figure out what weeks were going to be his, what weeks weren't, especially with the additions of, of, of these guys. And and we know Peterson in the past has used running back by committee um, more so than most coaches uh, before it was even cool. Uh, So it's, it, it is something that I'm genuinely concerned about. I think he's a good player and he is a home run waiting to happen at any point. That was Always one of his best attributes was his acceleration when he can hit the hole and when he can identify the hole and then hit it. That's always a, a thing that I wonder about is his vision. But when he can identify the hole, hit the hole, he can score at any point. He's got that zero to 60. Uh, but I just don't know how consistently he's going to be able to do that. So I, I he's one of those kind of guys where I like him a little bit better in best ball than I do in real fantasy Yeah, football. I mean, when you don't have to actually rely on him in a starting lineup, it's just if he goes off, the numbers are there. That's yep. a, that's the perfect sort of format for him. Because, I mean, to your point, week, week 6, 12 points. Week 7, 18, 25, 26, 10, point 3, uh, 7.6, 3.2, 12, <laughs> 14, 23. That, I mean, that that is, you know, week 6 on. For last year, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's very hard to rely on that type of stuff, and it's a it's a yo yo. And as much as he's winning you those games when he's scoring you twenty six points, twenty five points, he's losing you those games when it's those two, weeks, three, four points. When yeah. it's you know under a point, like give me a break, man. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Dynasty is a game of windows and finding those windows of buys and sells. And I think Travis Etienne's in a really good sell window right now as well. Um, and not that he's a bad player whatsoever. Right. Uh, he finishes running back 16 last year, and that's pretty successful. And I can see him finishing somewhere around there again this year. Sure. Um, which is, you know, a high-end running back too, which is extremely valuable. You know, that's an asset. But those could be had by PPR running backs, right? Mm-hmm. Those those guys fill that mold perfectly. So I think a lot of people view Travis Etienne as a running back one. And I think we have two really good um things here to make him a big sell one is that running back one appearance or mirage which doesn't have to be a mirage you know because he could finish as running back one it wouldn't be outside of that realm with how open this offense should be with the weapons they have to throw to and trevor lawrence taking another year into his third year now which is always a huge step for an nfl quarterback in his youth you know, people are so attracted to the youth at running back. He is in the third year of his contract. He was a first-round pick, um, so they will pick up. They had a fifth-year option there, so you have a couple more years of Travis Etienne. 
But this falls in the, the category of me of you mentioned a player earlier, like, can I get Joe Mixon and a first for yeah. Travis Etienne? Yeah. You know, that's where it falls in that category for me. Can I get Jonathan Taylor for tra- Travis Etienne? Does that that does that a trade that Ooh, would uh, interest would, me a little bit? Yeah, if if that's somebody, if somebody's like, I need a, a good running back that I, I feel safer about, I would gladly take Jonathan. Yeah, Taylor. Yeah, and, that, and that's 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 a that's move a good there. One. Yep, that's um, a good one. So you, Etienne's not a sell for like whatever you can get, but I I feel like you can get somebody like Mixon, who I if I had to predict right now, I think Joe Mixon will outscore Travis Etienne in PPR leagues this year. Can I get a running back that will outperform him plus a first-round pick? Mm-hmm. Running back should be fluid, and this is like, to me, I'm always looking for peak sell opportunities. And it not necessarily is his peak because he could outperform what he did last year, but I think this is a good sell window for Travis Etienne. When we're looking at the, the receiving core here, this is... It's a tough one. You know, not a, you won't hear about this receiving core much, but this is a really solid it receiving is. core because Zay Jones now is the third receiver, mm-hmm. and I thought... He showed us last year he could definitely be a solid number two in this league. Yep, yep. Making plays in the preseason. Christian Kirk, who I thought would come out and not be as great as he was and came he was well, he's a wide receiver one last year, right? Wide receiver like twelve right around there? I'll yeah, ch- I'll check uh, number numbers. eleven. Yep. So and then they bring in Calvin Ridley. That's so a big one. That to me is so detrimental to Christian Kirk and Zay Jones because Calvin Ridley is on another level than Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. Just on another level. Absolutely. Well, and you you bring in the point that they bring in Evan Ingram. They bring him back as well, which is a Franchise. lot of targets that don't normally go to the tight end. So you put those two things together. That's not great news for Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. I, actually, I don't think it's great news for Evan Ingram. Maybe, but I think all three of those guys cannibalize each other. They're, yeah, they're fighting for, not not that they're fighting for the scraps, but... Right. Um, it's Calvin Ridley yeah. and then those three guys all cannibalizing each other, and I yeah. think all three of them are going to be tough to use. I, see, I don't think Calvin Ridley will be tough to use. I no, think no, no. Cal- I'm saying Calvin Ridley's above. Oh, yeah. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and then Evan Ingram are all going to be tough to use because the three of them are going to cannibalize each other. It's, it's You're 100% right, because I think Calvin Ridley's too explosive, too good of a route runner, too good of hands, did not easily be Trevor Lawrence's number one look here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Christian Kirk, you know, move him to the slot, keep Zay Jones on the outside. Yep. And, I mean, I think there's a world here where Zay Jones could outproduce Christian Kirk in fantasy football this year, which is also nuts, which makes Christian Kirk a sell. But I think I think a lot of the dynasty community probably undersees it and hears exactly what we're talking about, yep. which sometimes it makes people almost an impossible sell here. Yep. Um, you it, mentioned Aberdeen. It, it makes it an impossible sell. You almost have to wait for an injury or something like that sure. on that team, you know what I mean, and and, and hope that he emerges. Um, you know, somebody tweaks a hamstring and there's a five-week stretch or something like that where it, it's him as the top dog. And you're also assuming that next year they don't draft another receiver, you know? Yep. Like, this is a team that could easily – draft another legitimate pass catcher for this offense next year. So uh, there's a, there's just a lot of things that make me not very interested in and, Christian Kirk. And as far as that, I mean, this is the last year of Ridley's deal, right? He's on the one-year deal. It's, a, yep. it's like $11 million, no dead money. So so they could be moving on from him. At, at Christian Kirk's deal right now, if, you, if you're taking a look at that, he's, he's on this weird – you know, it ends in 25. He's got a couple of dead years. So they're probably tied to him because mm-hmm. he, he has a couple of phony years on the end of that thing as okay. well. Um, so Kirk's probably likely there. Um, but I think Zay Jones is also 
got something goofy like that. Yeah. So his, his contract ends in 24, but he's got like three dead years at the end of that thing. So they're starting to get some funky contracts there in Jacksonville that probably tie them to at least those two guys that happened in Philly. They're just taking it with them yeah. to, to Jacksonville. I don't know why they do this stuff, but I mean, I guess it's accounting. Uh, they're making it work reasons. They just kick the can down the road. And, you know, even after, even after Kirk's done, he's going to count $5 million one year, almost six, and then almost 3 million the, the second year after he's gone. I think really gets crazy. extended. I, I, I think like short term, like, like a short term, like they get, they offer him a four year deal. Two years guaranteed, so it gets to two years up front. and that's Four phony years on the back. Four phony years on the back. <laughs> I think another, we're talking about sells on this team. Uh, I think another big-time sell for me is Evan Ingram uh, on this team. Finished last year as uh, tight end five overall, so if you play a tight end premium league or who does not need a tight end this year, uh, Evan Ingram had a real strong back end uh, uh, of the year, hit that one monster game in week 14. Uh, they had 39.2 points that really propelled him up the rankings. But... And in, 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 in right around there, 14 points, 14 points, 18 points. But outside of those, that stretch, that four-game stretch where he scored 14, 39.2, 14.2, and 18.3, almost every game that he had outside of a week eight was like 12 points or less. And a lot of, and then if you go under farther than that, about 10 of those games was under 10 points per game. So he was really hit and miss, kind of a roller coaster at tight end, but and then propelling him late in the year and getting him up there with his points. A lot of people need tight ends, definitely tight end premium. He just signed that extension with the Jaguars as well. So that's going to be in people's minds. I would love to be able to find a way to move him um, and get another value at tight end. Can I get Tyler Higby plus a draft pick? Because I think Tyler Higby's going to see a ton of targets this year and kind of finish pretty close to where he finished last year. So like number six overall. Is there an avenue where I can get one of these young tight ends this year? Because I think this is going to be one of the strongest draft classes we've ever seen at the tight end position. Um, there's a lot of guys. There's, I yep. mean, there's guys you're getting in the third and fourth round that I feel pretty good about. Yeah, one of the guys on this team – Itself, that was a second, you know, was he a second or third round pick in Brandon Strange? Second, second round pick. Yeah. yeah, who's probably underutilized in college and actually is athletic enough and big enough to actually go out there and produce in this offense. And we know uh, they've they've run tight end. Peterson's run tight, two tight end sets before Correct. down the road. So for me, can I go get Luke Musgrave? Is there any avenue that Evan Ingram probably not, but opens the door to get Sam Laporta? You know, like sure. It's but those are. You, you never know. Those man. guys that we yeah. loved, you know, for, coming in for here. a contending team. Yeah, if, if Laporta starts slow and Ingram's off to a, a hot start, that that's a move that can be made. Yeah. I would love to be able to get like Luke. Luke, yeah. you're not getting Dalton Kincaid. No. You know, first of all, I already married him. Third of all, <laughs> he's not on the market. Take <laughs> he's he's, ta- he's taken. Um, you know, but I think there's call him Liam Neeson. Uh, there, there's a path there for Sam Laporta and Luke Musgrave to possibly have with Evan Ingram. And in a tight end premium league, like I'm willing to throw on top for both those young guys. I believe in both of them. You're willing to jump on top too. If it's yeah, whatever you gotta do. Yeah, husband material. So Kareem Hunt. <laughs> you know, you know, Brent Strange might be somebody that's out there. Um, he's gonna be a long term play. He's probably a three year play. He'll be you know, probably after Evan Ingram's guarantee money is coming off the books. He'll who, be out there. I'm sorry. Who are you talking about? <laughs> Brent Strange. Strange. All right. Um, sorry, he got me with Kareem Hunt. Creamy. <laughs> Who's your outside of so outside of Trevor Lawrence? Who is your favorite dynasty asset on this roster? 
Ridley. Yeah. I mean, Ridley. and unfortunately, he's a short term or shorter term. Um, Just like 28 almost. Yeah, he'll be 29 this year. Well rested, my friend. Let me. We haven't really talked too much about Trevor Lawrence, and for good reason. He's amazing. We all know that. But how far away is he from Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and like those guys? Like, if you were, if you had Pat Mahomes, let's say, and they offered you Trevor Lawrence and a mid first next year for Pat Mahomes, you have Mahomes. Would you take Lawrence and a mid first? I think Pat Mahomes is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, and I wouldn't trade him for anything. I wouldn't trade him for anything. Literally, okay. I would not trade him for anything. Okay. You get you get nothing and like it. Wow. I mean, you would have to offer me. Tra- all, right, all right, Josh Allen. You same, have to offer me. Tra- I would. I would need. I would need Josh Allen and two firsts. You would need you, Trevor Lawrence you need and two firsts. Trevor, Trevor and two firsts. To get Josh Allen. To get out. I would still say no. He's no. He's saying. He's saying how much the difference between Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen. If I'm an NFL team or dynasty? dynasty? Dynasty. We're playing football. Okay. Dynasty fans. We said NFL team. No. Oh, never mind then. Okay. I thought you were talking about NFL team. There's no. No, no, no. Oh. Dynasty fantasy football. Oh. What's the difference between the tier of you Mahomes said the owners. and Allen? I was really confused there. I was like, because I wouldn't trade I Pat Mahomes for anything in the world. He's got too much creamy on his brain. <laughs> um, if I was, if I had Pat Mahomes in dynasty and Superflex, and somebody offered me Trevor Lawrence and a first. In the mid first, yeah, in twenty four, I would be, um, I would probably be pretty, and I'd take that. You would take that, yeah, in a super flex league because yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting a pretty damn good player yeah. on top of that, and I think Trevor Lawrence, you know, I'm getting younger first of all, which yeah, is sure. that's that's a reason. Po- points per game difference last year in our league, which has some kind of different funky rules, uh, but nine points a game. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot. But I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to take a step forward this year. All right. um, I think people, you know, the Jaguars up and coming. Doug Peterson's a great coach. Uh, the weapons that he has, he's set. He's just so set up with what he has around him not to win. And he looks so good the second half of the year I last mean, year. It is Josh Allen. It is Mahomes. It is Jalen Hurts at 30. Right around 30 points a game, all three of those guys. And yeah, then, give me a second on top of him. And then first. it's and then it's everyone else. <laughs> it, it was it was eight in in fantasy pros scoring. Okay, uh, so, so n- not not that big of a difference. Like yeah, from, if it's guaranteed to be a mid first, which uh, is almost like seven points, right around pick six. Like I know I'm getting a really good player there. Like I could probably get a mecca at wide receiver. And I think mm-hmm. the difference is, I th- and that's where I think you could not only will I think Trevor Lawrence will shorten the gap at nine points per game. I don't think he overtakes Mahomes, but I think the player that you get with that first would really. That would, pretty darn close. that would offset it. Yeah, I could probably get a player that's going to average over those nine points per game. And that's how I kind of look at trades like that. Like, how am I overall better in my team? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, I think you have, have to, hole you have to look at that. But sometimes you also just have to stay at that position. I'm losing nine points. I got to make up 7.3. 7.3. I think Lawrence closes a gap this year. Right now. All right. Um, I, mean, that's I think a, that's a lot of points to make up at one position. What, what can you look at it? Can you look at it where I, I'll tell you right now? Let me bring it up right here. Um, you guys talk for a second. I, I would still go Pat Mahomes there. It's close for so, me. So would I. And, and it's very, and very that, close. I, I don't know if you could tell by the way I was. I, I kind of assumed. <laughs> but that uh, is. What about Josh Allen, though? I mean, it's a very similar tier. Most people have them one and two. Would would Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow? Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow is the other, the other guy that's kind of nipping at their heels, right? right? I mean, like he's the closest one. I had the information I wanted. Okay. 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 Late on us. Trevor Lawrence started the year off not... Not amazing. Not great. The second half of the year, he looked tremendously better. Tremendously mm-hmm. better. 
If you take week nine through 18 in fantasy football, um, Trevor Lawrence versus J- Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes averaged 25.4 points. Trevor Lawrence averaged 19.3. So okay. you're talking about a five, right around a five to six point difference there. So we've already shortened a gap just on the second half of last year. Um, and like I said, I expect Tre- Trevor Lawrence to get better this year and close that gap a little bit more. So maybe it'd be around five points per game. In, in, yep. our, in our, just for reference, cause we were talking about my league mm-hmm. and it was like nine. I'm looking at my league, same parameters, 31 points uh, to 24. So there's like a seven point gap. Okay, we're not so down close to yeah. about the same amount. Right. Compared so, to that. so the point is like, if I'm getting Trevor, like when you're talking about Pat Mahomes, it's gotta be a special deal. Right. So like, Absolutely. and to me, Trevor Lawrence is that kind of a, uh, of a special deal where I'm getting a first on top. And I think if it's, and you said mid first, so it's not like we're talking a contender yeah. here. And the big thing here is Pat Mahomes is going to be 28 years old, uh, right around there, 28 years old. Trevor Lawrence is still only 23 years old. Right. So, yep. You're also gaining five years. Mahomes will be 28 in September. Five years as well. And now Mahomes is playing for another 10 years. You know what I mean? Uh, Pretty easy. But you're going to get another 15 years out of Lawrence. So for me, I would, he's one of the few, like, I'm not making that deal for Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. I'm not making that. And, you know, the fact that Trevor Lawrence came in as a generational quarterback as well, and his tape looks so good there, you know, it would take a Trevor Lawrence to get that kind of deal done. Sure. For I, I was just trying to figure out how close he is to that caliber, that tier of players. So, so. pretty close. I mean, if it just that's takes the first, they'd like to move the needle on there, and that's where we'll be at. So you guys ready to get under our last team here? Yeah, the Titans. Yep. All right. Let's talk about the Tennessee Titans. Interesting team. Quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, Will Levis. Uh, and who's the other quarterback they have there? I didn't even write him down. Uh, Malik Willis. Oh, Malik, Malik Willis. Willis. Yeah. <laughs> It's apparently second on the depth chart. Yeah, the depth charts this time of the year. B. John Robinson, <laughs> third on the depth chart. Tell me something else that makes me stupid. Uh, running back, Derrick Henry, Tajay Spears. We are all dumber for having listened to that. <laughs> Wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook, Akini, Kyle Phillips, and Chris Moore. At tight end, we got Chick Okanakwo, Trevin Wesco, and Josh Wiley. Um, this receiving core immediately looks like a big upgrade here uh, for the Tennessee Titans by Absolutely. adding DeAndre Hopkins. It's crazy 100%. How, how much that has changed things. All reports out of camp are Traylon Burks has looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, every you know, every mm-hmm. day you hear about he's making a really big catch, looking fast, looking lean. So I, I actually listened to it in an, in an, an interview with him on the, um, like Sirius XM at NFL Radio, and he was talking about how he – I mean, he literally uh, – <laughs> Rich's word. He was there every single day. You know, he spent the entire offseason in Tennessee, but he was there meeting with the coach every single morning, eight o'clock. And he's like, it's not because I didn't know the plays. He's like, it's because we were talking all the little like intricacies of the offense and the mm-hmm. details and all the little stuff, which is, I mean, which is huge. huge. Absolutely. Uh, and for, you know, all the questions I had about him last year, he seems to be answering all of them. Mm-hmm. Just with the worth work ethic, and putting in the extra work in the off season, so uh, a guy that has a lot of upside that I had questions about his work ethic, uh, I, he seems to be answering all of them. So th- this is great, and, and the fact that all the reports are positive, mm-hmm. things are looking up, just completely up. I know that you know right now there might be a little bit of a, a, a down swoop just because Hopkins is sure. there, and if there is, this might be a great opportunity to go out and buy. Because from you know for all intents and purposes, he's he's going to be making this big kind of jump. I think this year, yeah. as far as his production, because Nuke, we're we're looking at at best two years. 
Oh, at best. Yeah. At best. I mean, he, and he, and he, and, and another thing Traylon Burks was saying, he's like, he's like, I don't necessarily sit there and bug him all day long and ask him all, you know, everything that he does, but I've been watching how he prepares just little things like DeAndre Hopkins always has a tennis ball in his hand. He's got this little squeezy where he's always working on hand strength and stuff like that. He's so he's picking up little things like that, that, you know, you don't necessarily see in every wide receiver room, but when you see a guy that, Hey, he's got 10 in chance. I've got 10 in chance. He's got amazing hands. Mm-hmm. I, how do I get there? And it's these little things like carrying a tennis ball around and always bouncing it off things and catching it and squeezing a ball all day long just to work on finger strength. Mm-hmm. Like that's that, those are little things that you don't pick up everywhere or True. on your own. You might never pick that up. You know, he might've gotten that from somebody else, Deandre Hopkins. And, and now he's getting that kind of knowledge passed down to him um, where that wasn't really a resource. He didn't have a guy last year that was a, a big brother type of right. guy to kind of, hey, welcome to the NFL. This is how you work. He didn't have any of that kind of stuff. Um, so to have that kind of stuff is huge. And I'm expecting some some pretty big production. And maybe not even, you know, he might not have these huge numbers, but I, you, I, I'm going to, I expect to see, I expect to yeah. see a leap as far as what, what you see out of him day, uh, weekend and week. Potential Michael Pittman Jr. numbers, wide receiver 23, sure. potentially yep. higher there. Um, I've been buying a lot of Trey Lambert's this off season. I've always been a fan uh, mm. from day one, but I've also been kind of using this opportunity to get some shares. Um, <clears throat> no, recently, like in a tight end super flex premium league where I need receiver help, I traded uh, Mark Andrews. I got Dulcich and Trey Burks back, um, which I was comfortable doing. I want to get younger on that team. So for me, this team is interesting because I think everybody views the Titans as kind of like, oh, it's kind of an offense I'm somewhat wishy-washy about. But Ryan Tannehill has given us two quarterback one years. Um, I don't really think we're going to see Will Levis uh, this year, I know a lot of people are like, oh, we'll see Will Levis late in the year. I don't think we will. I think Mike Vrabel is too good of a coach. I think they got too good of a defense. I think they'll 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 be kind of in there. And the fact that they have so many other veterans on that team, like they're going to consistently have to be going for it. And, and and look at the division they're in. I mean, it is a two horse race. At, it really it, is. I mean, it, it, you can't count on the Colts. You can't count on the Texans as guys as as players in this division. It's it's the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans, and they're going to be fighting for the top. So. Unless something goes seriously wrong for um, for Tennessee early, they're going to be in this and, thing till the very end. And, and I think that's the big thing. I really want to see what the first six or so weeks look like. You know, if they're one and five, <laughs> two and four, then I'm a little worried about Ryan Tannehill's job. You well, know, do that do yeah. that at that point. They they just say, yeah. Well, but even even a slow start at you know three and three, four and four, I think they're going to keep pushing it because this, for, for their sake, this is kind of their last dance. This is their last chance and, and looking to really at, get things going. And looking at some of these contracts, Tannehill's in the last year, his Derek deal. Henry. Derek Henry's in the last year, his deal. Um, some of these. Nukes uh, is a two-year deal, right? I think Nuke is. Uh, yeah, he's got 20. This is another one with a bunch of funny funny money at the end. Yeah. It's a 2024 that goes to like 2027, a bunch of voidable years. So, um it, it is definitely, but they can get out of Hopkins after next year and, and, and save money against the cap. So if they blow it up. That's exactly what they will do. Exactly. 100%. So, so we'll know, I think, um, within the first six, seven, eight weeks, how that thing's kind of falling, which right. way, um, and, and, uh, but not before then it's one of those things that we have. This team is very bipolar. They could go either way. They've sure. got enough veterans where they can make and it a good work enough head coach and a good enough head coach. But if things start going south, 
Hey, we got this second round pick. We need to take a look at this guy. Yep. Hey, we got this young, you know, this young wide receiver. Let's feature him a little bit more than than Hopkins and stuff like that. So but the, you know, the good defense, a real strong running game. They still got Derrick Henry. Had almost you know a little over fifteen hundred yards last year. Uh, took a big. I think the big thing here too is Derrick Henry took a big step forward in his receiving game. You know, thirty three catches, three hundred ninety eight yards. Um, so he had a total of one thousand nine hundred thirty six yards last year. Uh, that's the second most season. of his entire career. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, you have a good running back there. I know they draft Tajay Spears. I know that's yeah. one of your favorite guys as well. Um, I do expect Tajay Spears to be in play to be the starter yeah. running back for the Tennessee Titans in 2024. So a fantastic buy. I know in your eyes, you, you've been preaching um, and getting slack ever since we did our day after the NFL yeah. draft. Yep. Mock draft, you took him in the first round, and people were like, you're an idiot. And right. I was like, don't you talk about my friend like that. That's, that's right. right. Um, sure. No, I, I do. I still, I still like Spears as much as ever. Uh, I still think you can get him way too cheap. And even from the perspective of if you're looking at running backs that have a chance to make a jump this year because of injury suspension, like, you know, all of the different things that could happen. There is nobody else in this running back room. It is, it is Henry and it is Spears. The next best guy is Haskins. And he dealt with all kinds of off, off the field and like it's bad human being stuff. Like, yeah. like there's nobody else in this running back room. So if something were to happen, like happened with Derrick Henry two years ago, he could be one of those type of guys that could be a league winner at the end of the year. Oh, for sure. I think this, I think, I think this team is full of contender buys, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you're in Superflex, you need a quarterback, I think Ryan Tannehill is a pretty cheap option there to get to fill out your quarterback two option. If you need a wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins is absolutely yep. a cheap option to get out there. Who I don't even know where his cost would be. Um, I'm looking at the trade finder. Use Dynasty's trade finder to find out. But you're talking about a receiver last year. Um, you're talking about a Hall of Fame receiver yep. that hasn't. You know when Julio Jones, people are like, well, is he like Julio Jones? Julio Jones slowly kind of kept fading away there. Sure. DeAndre Hopkins has just been dealing with some injuries. When DeAndre Hopkins came back from his injury last year, when he played from week seven through 16, he was wide receiver number seven overall. He's still a very efficient receiver. Absolutely. And now he's got one of the better number twos outside of him. I know we have Marquise Brown. Everybody's got young Traylon Burks there. Uh, so I'm buying DeAndre Hopkins. You know, Chig Okanakwo, I know he's a hot name in Dynasty, but I'm buying him as well. This is a tight end that came out last year, looked pretty damn good when he got the opportunity, and somebody who just even really have a lot of opportunity. When you look at Chig, Chig only played 37% of the offensive snaps last year, but still led tight ends and uh, yards per route run. So this is a guy who was really efficient when he was given the opportunities. Puts Ryan Tannehill into a really good spot here. You got Derrick Henry who's catching footballs out of the backfield. You get... DeAndre Hopkins, you get Traylon Burks. You have Kyle Phillips there as well, who is a very solid slot receiver. Absolutely. Very shifted as a chance to get open. And then you bring a big guy in like Chig. This is offense that can't move. If I'm a contender, um, and even outside contender, I'm buying Chig and Traylon Burks. Like I'm buying all three of those guys and DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry, and Ryan Tannehill. For to help me propel me to a dynasty fantasy football championship. Uh, I, I pulled up the trade the trade browser real fast just to yeah. get some DeAndre Hopkins numbers. Hopkins for a 26 second and third. So, I mean, very, I mean, that's very affordable. That's pushing it. Kicking the can down the road. Yeah. Pushing it way down the road. I would take a way worse receiver than Hopkins for that. (laughs) So that was in a super flex league. Let me, let me go jump over to. to, I'd probably get that up for Zay Jones. A lot of the other, a lot of the other ones were uh, too many players involved, but um, (laughs) those can be tough. Yeah. Uh, 
Are you in Superflex or one PPR? Right now, it's just PPR. Hopkins and AJ Dillon for first. So I mean, he's he's definitely under the first threshold if you're getting easily, you know, him and and uh, AJ Dillon for a first round. So draft let pick. me ask you guys this: You know, I, I said what. DeAndre Hopkins was wide receiver seven overall from week seven to 16. He is somebody who's very consistent. You know, no longer getting all that separation, but you throw the ball to him, he's going to come down with it. Like, right. he's got some of the best hands I've ever seen. You know, like, 100%. over the last couple of years, Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins, to me, the most consistent hands that I've seen over probably the last 12 years with those two players. If you're a contender and you need a receiver, you have two good receivers, are you giving them a first for DeAndre Hopkins? I can't. No, um, that's hard for me. As much as I want to, it is still a new team. It is a new situation, uh-huh. and he's hitting that what should be the age cliff. Now, he yeah. could be the exception, but if I'm giving up a first, I need to know without a doubt that I'm getting like high numbers from it, and I just don't know without a doubt that I am. Back-to-back back injury years. I wouldn't either, mind you, so I'm saying that. But would you give up two seconds? I might. How about as long as one of them are mine? Alec Pierce in a second. That's what something I just saw in the sure. In that the seems about right. Runner. That seems fair. You take yeah. the upside of Pierce, somebody who I do like the upside for in a second. Like if I was a now I could tender I had Pierce. Um, if I had Nuke, I'd I'd give that up for him. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's a fair trade. Which I think Pierce is worth right around a second as well. I'm so sure it's essentially is. two yep. seconds. Um, I think it's a good price tag. I think it'd be hard to get him for a second. Some leagues you obviously probably could. Yep. Um, but I think in most in the dynasty uh, universe, it's probably. Two seconds would probably take to get it done. Hopkins for James Cook. So, I mean, that's kind oh, of Oh, like, James Cook all day. Right. All um, day. Sky Moore for Hopkins straight up. So, that's... Sky Moore that, all day. That's a contender versus rebuild move. Right. You know, I, I like Sky Moore a lot, but I think it makes sense if you're a contender and you need that fourth receiver or and, whatever. And here's another one, Hopkins, uh, for a second and fourth, both in 24. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, that, makes that's, sense. that's right around his range, I think. Let's it. Let's jump into our NFC South episode of the Nerd Herd. Remember, if you join Underdog, use the promo code NERDS, you get a free year membership to the Nerd Herd. Uh, it's not just this extra podcast we're going to do, but it's all the bonus tools we have as well. And you're supporting our partners and you're supporting us. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week talking AFC West. West. Go West, young man. West is the best. Adios.